When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the 77 WABC minicast. This is Let the Record Show. I'm Judge Richard Weinberg. With me is Chairman Jesse Garcia of the Republican Party. Jesse is the vice chair of the state Republican Party and the county chair of the Suffolk County Party. And joining Jesse and myself is our good friend, notable host, the great uh, political commentator, essayist, and attorney, Eric Levine. So, Eric, you and I just had the distinct pleasure of being at a luncheon, which you sponsored in terms of your Levine forums, with uh, a major figure in the uh, Israeli army, now retired, but now still a reservist, who was talking to us about the whole situation in Israel. And the first thing I want to talk about, because it does relate, and, and he said it very, very well, Eric, is we've been talking, the three of us, about the world at war, and we've always been concerned about is America abdicating its leadership responsibilities and therefore making the world a much more dangerous place. And it seemed to me that the general's comments really address that. Could you tell our listeners his message today? Well, as a general matter, he sees the war in Israel, and I believe he's correct, uh, in the post-October 7th as a class of cultures. There's a war between cultures. There's the war between the East um, and the evil of uh, China, Russia, and Iran, and that axis of evil, and the West and freedom, uh, allegedly and supposedly and historically led by the United States. And the winner of that clash of civilizations is going to depend upon American leadership. And while they are grateful, the Israelis are, for the Biden administration's support of their war effort against Hamas, they, like many else, uh, other countries in the in the region, uh, are horrified at the weakness that this administration has uh, displayed. Y- you think about it. When the Biden administration came into office, the Abraham Accords were still hot off the presses. Peace was breaking out all over. Uh, Iran was on its heels. It had $4 billion in um, foreign uh, currency reserves, $4 billion, which is basically nothing for a country. Um, and they could barely pay their um, proxies in Hezbollah and Hamas and in Iran and, and in Syria and in Iraq and in Syria. And Israel and the uh, Sunni Arab or Sunni Arab allies were ascendant, and Iran was in trouble. Since the Biden administration has come into power, you have the catastrophic surrender in Afghanistan, which convinced everyone in that region that they're on their own. The United States won't defend them, but. And what particularly has um, frightened them is the unrelenting assault on American troops in the region for which Joe Biden makes Iran pay no price. The appeasement of Iran has completely undermined America's credibility in the region. You have the Houthis, for example, have basically closed down shipping, uh, commercial shipping in the Red Sea. So what happens? Ships now don't go through the Suez Canal. Who does that hurt? It hurts the Egyptians because that's one of their primary sources of income. 
The, you have October 7th, of course, is the primary example of what happens when the world is, is asleep or weak. Um, but these chain of horribles that have occurred in the Middle East, despite the administration's claim to de-escalate, they don't want to expand the war. Uh, but every time they say that, the war expands. There's escalation, and America pays the price. And now we have three America dead three American dead service members in Jordan killed by an Iranian drone manufactured in Iran. And there, the question is going to become what's going to happen to Iran in response to killing Americans. And the initial signs are not good. Joe Biden has now come out and said, I don't want to expand the war. Well, every time he says he doesn't want to expand the war, the war expands because Iran becomes more and more emboldened. The Joe Biden used to like to finish all his speeches with may God protect our troops. But the corollary to that is God helps those who help themselves. It is up to Joe Biden to defend the men and women he sends into harmed ways. And he's absolutely failing. And the world concludes if the United States will not defend their own armed services, why will they defend them? And that is then exacerbated by the rift we're now starting to see between the United States and Israel in their war effort against Hamas, as the United States seems to be trying to pressure Israel into a ceasefire. This fanciful notion that there should be a two-state solution when there's no legitimate Palestinian authority that could possibly govern or hopefully uh, control uh, a country that would not turn into a terrorist organization. And And as a result of that, China's role in the Middle East, Russia's role in the Middle East, and Iran's role in the Middle East has all been expanding. And unless and until America starts pushing back, that's only going to get worse. And it puts more and more pressure on the Israelis to have to defend Western civilization. An interesting development is what's going on in Europe. The Europeans, and this was an important point that the general was making, the Europeans have had enough of an influx of the Muslims from the Arab world. They understand. They understand that if the Middle East explodes and if the Sunni countries uh, fall prey to the to the Iranians, that there's going to be a huge outflow of Muslims from the Middle East into Europe, which will be further destabilizing of Europe. They don't want that. They want stability in the Middle East. So they have interestingly uh, defunded UNRWA. That's the United Nations Workers Relief Organization that is responsible for making sure the Palestinians live miserably in camps uh, and not allowed to migrate so that they can use it as a weapon against the Israelis. But it has come out now that many members of UNRWA, a UN organization, participated in the October 7th assault on the Israelis. So they are now defunding, the Europeans are, they're refusing to fund UNRWA. The Trump administration had defunded it, but the Biden administration decided that it would start funding it. Because the two fallacies of the Biden administration is one that the only way to peace is a two-state solution, and the other is that the way to have uh, the way to control Iran is to, is the JCPOA. Neither works. Which that was the nuclear deal. Yes, yeah, the nuclear deal. They they are absolutely counterproductive. I mean, think about it. On October sixth, the Saudis and the Israelis were very close to a uh, to a normalization agreement with the Saudis joining the Abraham Accords. And they absolutely was not required that there be a Palestinian state. 1978, the Egyptians made peace with the Israelis. 1994, the Jordanians made peace with the Israelis. Then you had the Abraham Accords in in, uh, in 2019 with uh, the UAE, Bahrain, 
Morocco and Sudan, none of them, none of those peace agreements required a Palestinian state. Now, all of a sudden, after October 7th, the Biden administration has decided to impose this notion that the day after must, you know, the war when the war ends must include a Palestinian state that puts tremendous pressure on Saudi Arabia. They can't be seen as being less supportive of the Palestinian cause than an American president. Now, lo and behold, a Palestinian state is a prerequisite to normalization between the Saudis and the Israelis, which will guarantee there will not be in the near future an agreement between the United between Israel and the Saudis, because there's not going to be a two-state solution. The Saudis don't want it because they know that any Palestinian state would be radicalized and would be overrun by the Muslim Brotherhood or the Hamas, which would be a direct direct threat to them. The Israelis are not going to allow it because they're not going to have a terrorist state on their border. So there'll be no Palestinian state. There'll be no peace agreement, no normalization in the near future between the Israelis and the Saudis. And the Israelis will be blamed. Well, let me give you my thoughts, then I, I want to get Jesse's thoughts. When I was listening to the general, it, it confirmed to me my biggest concerns, which is the abdication of leadership by America and its intent upon fostering upon Israel and other countries, including the Ukraine, their vision of what should be done in defending their own homelands. And that's a real problem because there's already noise out there that there should be a ceasefire. Ceasefire under what terms and conditions? To allow them, Hamas, a terrorist organization, to stay in place, uh, allowing them a leadership position in a post-war uh, environment, uh, a two-state solution that uh, allows them, to, once again, to build tunnels and armaments and take Iranian uh, military equipment and, and strategy and, and advisors to, to wage an everlasting war against Israel. And as the generals pointed out, and Jesse and Eric and I have pointed out, this really is a war of civilizations. This is a war of cultures. Uh, there's a great... British historian used to say, is a war of civilizations. And the Islamic Brotherhood is a threat not just to uh, to Western Europe and to the United States and to Israel, but it's a threat to the uh, the so-called moderate Arab states, 